welcome to Tell the Damn Story, the podcast that celebrates the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully along the way helps you decide how you want to tell your damn story. Today, we are going to talk about, um, well, I guess we could call it a rewrite journal. Yes, why don't we call it that? Chris, what are we going to be talking about? A rewrite journal. That's what I talked about. Was uh, one of the rewrite, maybe two of the rewrites that I'm doing. We're also going to talk about Marvel's uh, WandaVision. No, oh. it'll be spoiler free, but we'll talk about that. And then uh, we're going to have to continue our development of the siege, which yes. we started, which we started last episode. So <laughs> if you haven't heard last episode, stop this recording right now and go back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we fictionalized um, uh, the siege on Washington and talked about what holes would need to be filled for the narrative to make sense. But in the time since we aired that episode, it went from like a screenplay or a novel to a miniseries. Yes, absolutely. There's Multiple family episodes. drama. There's, you know, the they got the uh, FBI investigations. We've got intrigue. We got heartbreak. We have survivors. Oh, yeah. We, yep. oh, it's, we'll we talk about that. that. So stay tuned. Yeah. Right. And who is going to talk about that? Well, one's going to be me. And I am uh, uh, a burgeoning, developing blooming rider oh, my stomach okay. who, who finds himself in 2021 rewriting everything maybe including his own name oh my god <laughs> everything is thrown up and and in rewrite and who will guide me back down to earth who will guide me to some kind of sense some kind of path through, well, it's got to be the legendary comic book scribing, iconic teenage detectives writing, great underused character developing, and globetrotting creator of the world-renowned Blackjack. That's right, Aaron Day, the African-American soldier of fortune set in the 1930s, whose adventures reflect today's problems. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it can only be one person. It's the one, the only, the legendary, the iconic, one of the sole hopes remaining for America, Alex <laughs> Simmons. <laughs> you know, under different circumstances, a remark like that, I would respond with, oh, then America's really in trouble. But, <laughs> well, you know, we're already there. <laughs> <laughs> I just might be of some use, you know. Oh, man. Well, good afternoon to you, Christopher, whatever you're calling yourself this week, Ryan. <laughs> Christopher Rewrite Ryan. Here I am. Rewrite Ryan. I like that. How are you, Alex Simmons? Yes, I am fine, sir. I am fine. And yes, everybody, um, if, if you are, if you stop laughing hysterically from that great opening, uh, yeah, we have a lot to cover uh, today. We will be definitely talking about uh, rewrite, and because Chris is contemplating rewriting some of the work that he's done because of some of the things that have happened in real life and how that has had an effect to some degree on some of his fictional writing from over a year ago. Uh, so, you know, looking back and looking forward becomes a writer's 
um, either blessing or curse, depending on mm-hmm. how you look at that. And then we also have um, a couple of things that I've been working on, and we're going to be talking about WandaVision. Oh, but, yes. Chris, I did not watch WandaVision, so it's going to be your thing. My son, uh, Matthew. I think, I, think I watched it three times. But I didn't talk to Oh, really? Only three times? Because I know yeah, I've been busy. Marvel I've been busy. Thing. You were on it for like weeks. Okay. So we're going to talk about WandaVision. Then we're going to talk about the siege, as you're calling it, which makes me think, you know, Steven Seagal. So I've been calling it, uh, what is it, a capital, you know, a capital, um, oh. Capital offense. offense. No, no, I, there it is. Capital offense after uh, the I shot the sheriff. So it was a capital offense. That's the title I have for that non-fiction. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that, and we got a couple of other things, and we also we put a question to the world. We did it actually just today, earlier today, and we got some feedback already. We put a question to the world about stories in 2021. So we'll talk about that at the end too, and I'll tell you some of the responses we got from at least three different locations on the planet. So. so- Okay, go ahead. No, uh, so let's take it from the top, sir. All right. So um, one of the many things we've been talking about in recent episodes is my um, the calling I've been having to rewrite uh, two of my major projects. Right. One was uh, City of Woe, which I uh, I've spent the last year rewriting. Um, uh, while working with an, a professional editor for the first mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and uh, the res- the response was, or the result was the best version of it that has ever existed. So you would think, and that would be fine, and we'd be sending that to market. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. You would think you would think that one would think that since that was originally your goal. Yes, but one of the things that we also mentioned. God, a long time ago on, on this episode, on this show, was um, the forms characters can take, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I had brought up, you know, the uh, City of Woe features uh, Mallory and Gunner. These are my detective characters. And um, Mallory is kind of a button-down family guy. And Gunner is a big, sloppy guy, uh, unencumbered by... Uh, marriage or you know he's, commitment. He's, he's walking around with a very deeply broken heart and uh, and all that sort of stuff so over the years when I started picturing the characters Gunner began to change drastically and as the world began to change I noticed the connection and we talked about it here. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was something that I gave almost a almost two years thought on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have the edited version, right, of what was City of Woe, what is now called Everyone Pays. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a conversation all about my concern with the editor. And... Uh, she really pushed me to justify it as organic. Mm-hmm. Is it organic or are you just doing it to be, you know, to fill some timely, timely need, right? Mm-hmm. So when I started to tell her about the things I see and then the reasons why and all that sort of stuff, 
I won her over. And I also said, we have the other version. Making a copy of the other version and rewriting it to experiment with this thing that keeps haunting me um, doesn't hurt the version as it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's... So, um... There's... Uh, let me see if I can get the name of this author. Uh, there's a book I've been reading uh, recommended by many people, including Jeff Daniels. No, I've never met him. Um, called Cast. C-A-S-T? E. Oh, Cast. That way. Okay, yes. And it's by, come on, bro, come on, bro. He's looking, folks. Just give him a moment here, you know. The eyes aren't as sharp uh, as they used to be. Uh, Isabel Wilkerson wrote it. Okay. And um, as I'm reading it, it's about, uh, you know, uh, our discontents, right? And it's about the... complex and numerous caste systems that we have in America. And one of the things I've always said about City of Woe, now called Everybody, Everybody Everyone Pays, pays is that it's, it's an ancestor of Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everybody makes, you know, people make life hell for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, right? All those other people. <laughs> so so I'm looking at this, and the thing that was bothering me that in 2020, the book is saying that, oh, the people who go through the most hell are two white guys. And that, pro- that was problematic for me in 2020. It's not inclusive. It's not, um, it doesn't tell the tale that I've tried to tell. I told the tale 11 years ago when I, you know, how many years ago when I wrote it. Um, but we have a, we're in a more complex world now. So, um, Mallory is going to be, he's going to be a lot like I am, you know, very, very much a white guy, uh, with a Spanish mom. Uh, his mom's going to be more Spanish than my mom was on her best day. Um, she's <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> well, it is what it is. Uh, so he'll be, a, he'll be, I'll, I like to think of it as lightly bilingual. Okay. He can get he can get through a conversation, but you know, it's not. Yeah. Not as fluid, you know. Um, and and Gunner, he's still still going to be big, still going to be on a little on the sloppy side. Um, she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Well, Gunner has switched genders, and uh, that was the one that the editor really challenged me on. What do you know? What is that? And I started telling all the scenes that have been coming. I've been just flooded with scenes. Last two nights, I had to get up like middle of the night because there was I was seeing so many things about her backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff. Um, I I just see her. You know. You know, I, I have I have a reaction to to this, and and um, that's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right, folks. It's the only reason I'm here is so I can have a reaction. 
Uh, <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that that you know crosses my mind with this is, and it's 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 on your side in that uh, inclusivity is something we, you know, many of us, those of us in this mindset, talk about, want to see, need to see, and subsequently, you know, should make happen, do our part to make happen. Um, I think also uh, changing a character who's been established as, as one personality, gender, or whatever, into another in order to accomplish that or to make the story even more um, multi-leveled and rich and all that are valid, you know, pursuits. I guess one of the things that, that, that I, I also look at I guess it's sort of like looking at it, is it an either or, is this just another tool on the belt? Because I know like that's been done with a number of other characters where they change them you know, racially or gender-wise. And sometimes it's because we, we want to we be seen as relevant or we're trying to be relevant, so we'll just flip this into that. And, and there's work done to make that more legitimate or there isn't. But there's also the avenue that I, I would like to see explored as well, I won't say more or less, but as well, is adding new characters that come in through the story with their story and affect what's been established and challenge what's been established and mess with it. I won't use, you know, the more intense expletive um, that really goes in there. Like, you know, there's a couple of shows on television that have female lead characters, and some of them work really well, really, really well, because you see that woman, that female character, going up against the world that you're aware of, and you see her dealing with things that you know are out there, you've seen them yourself, you've heard about them from your friends, and there she is in the middle of it dealing with it, and go, yeah, that's it, which to me is more impactful at times then changing one of the male characters into a female character and then having that happen. So I would, I would say that as, you, as you're speaking about this, I know you're coming from the heart. And subsequently it makes me go, well, then I, I need to see what he's going to do, you know, because I know Chris is going to take this on, you know, from the right place in him. Right. Well, I mean, we, I have reported that this has been haunting me mm-hmm. for a long time. It's a couple of years so, that I'm so, aware. Yeah, it um, it had to really pass several tests on the BS uh, meter <laughs> before I would take it seriously. And then, um, you know, like I do with all the characters, I I have to live with them. Mm-hmm. I have so much stuff with Gunner when she was in high school that will never see the light of day. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a, a, a tenth of it will. I understand how she got where she where is she now. Is. Yeah. yeah. I understand um, why she became a cop. I understand why she dresses the way she dresses. You know, um, and I, I really respect where she's coming from. So let me let me be the guy asking the guy this question. 
you say that you understand all of this, and 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 I know. I understand all of her. No, no, no. I, I said this. I said this. All and this referring to the items that you've mentioned thus right. far. My thing is, um, you under, just as a probe for the for the audience, you understand so much from obviously the position of what you have, what you know, what you've seen, what what you've read, and so. What else are you? going to do or have you done in order to give you more insight right. into well, an experience that you have not had yourself? I'm, I'm searching to find uh, the correct person of that lifestyle who mm -hmm. would be cool enough to um, check me mm -hmm. on what I feel. Um, you know what else I've been doing? It's, 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 you tell me whether it, what your reaction is to it. But uh, I went out and, and searched out a ton of lesbian podcasts mm -hmm. just to listen. Mm -hmm. You know, um, how they express what they express, what, what's, what's a concern that I didn't know. What's a challenge that I didn't know? Mm -hmm. Like that. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that is going on in, in our school and the PDs is, um, is, has been birthed by the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, the theme keeps being, uh, you have to have uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. And of course, I've, you know, I have. <laughs> so so I, I, I just applied that same thing, keep an open mind, see who they are as people, you know. Bless you. I haven't heard, excuse me, I haven't heard Gunner speaking yet. You know, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. But um, the lights have gone on to a few things. Um, you know, you have, oh, I've always had glimpses of the enormous pressure and uh, and and fear and trepidation um, coming out uh, uh, includes, you know. Um, but I'm also listening because I'm listening to so many different podcasts. People who knew it when they were, you know, five, ten, and people who came to it after twenty years of marriage, mm -hmm. you know, and. I'm just listening to for organic voice. And that's the common denominator I keep hearing. Yeah. They, they, all, they all think, you know, everybody thinks about their life carefully. We would hope, you know. Um, <laughs> there may be some recent evidence. Yeah, that, of, that, uh, not, not so that much. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going um, to say everyone thinks. If you're going to expose yourself yeah. as publicly as a podcast and that kind of stuff, you know, um, and some of the conversations that that have nothing to do with Gunnar or this story, you know, um, two women do a podcast and they both came out after being married for you know, around 10 or 15 or 20 years something like and they had kids. Mm hmm. So all of that was included in having to have those conversations mm -hmm. with everybody. And, you know, um, both of them, they had to go and talk to their mom, you know. I'm, I'm aware of a situation um, 
which I can't, you know, say anything more than what I will share. Right. But what a situation where a uh, where race and gender preference comes into play, mm-hmm. uh, where a black woman, a gay black woman, involved with a gay white woman, uh, they get together, they have a life together for a number of years. And one of the gay black woman's friends is a white woman who's supportive of their relationship and never given them any kind of grief. Mm-hmm. The relationship breaks up, goes coyote ugly. Right. And the black woman responds to her white friend as the enemy. Though the white friend had nothing to do with the breakup. Right. So the breakup is affecting the black woman in such a way that for a period of time, all she saw was ugly white people. Now, one could say, oh, well, there are a number of blacks who see that anyway. It has nothing to do with them being, and, and that's exactly true. What I think it says on top of that is that your, your predilection, your, your sexual preference, only alters that aspect of your life. Everything else just finds right. its place. Yeah, well. And so know, that's another level of dealing with, you know, again, what is life? It's what you live. Well, Gunnar doesn't like bullies. Um, Mm -hmm. And I may have suspected that in the previous incarnations, but it became very clear um, in a a couple of high school stories that uh, appeared in my head. Mm -hmm. One one of them woke me up, you know, and then... uh, So um, part of the things we're going to have to do is go and look at the stories that exist with Gunner and the situations they were in yeah. and how is it affected now? Well, the last story in the short story collection, Gunner falls in love with the daughter of a, a Chinatown triad mob boss. Oh. But he hates the idea. And he would hate it even more now. Mm. And his his way of resolving that particular situation is in it, it brings the theme of that story in even sharper relief now. Mm. So okay, we'll see where it goes. Now, yeah, yeah. well, you know, we'll see. We're, we're playing with it. Um, the the test for me is: Am I up to the task of doing the research and bringing out not just her? But bringing out Tizzy as a more three-dimensional character, Lieutenant Dan Danvers, who is an African American um, uh, head of the detective bureau. What kind of pressures would be on there that I haven't dealt with before? Yeah. All of this is going to hopefully deepen the story, not turn it into thirty, you know, thirty thousand pages because we can't have that. But it's going to again, it's going to force me to fight uh, to write with more economy. So yeah. we'll see where it goes. Now, last week we talked about a simple rebellion. Yeah, right. On the rewrite revolution, here we go. Yeah. This is the other one that's in the rewrite. Yeah. And um, not only is the ending of the, the main tale different now, and the idea I came up with at the end of last episode that I said you, Spark, has survived. You know how you kind of yep. make it walk through fire for a couple of days. It yeah. has survived. I have a rough draft of um, that sequence, but also the ending of another 
character's uh, uh, arc is dramatically changed as well. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Also, the title of that book has changed. And it so, comes, so here's, here's an interesting... I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish what you're going to say. It, just, it comes from uh, a line in uh, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. You're not going to tell us, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Now, I, God bless well, us, know, everyone. Yeah. If you do, if you, if I do, then I run the risk of it, you know, being used somewhere else, right? So. Okay. All right, folks, you're listening. Uh, if you think you know what it is, write it in. What <laughs> you come up with? Okay. So, so here's the other. Here's the other thing. Um, and I hope I didn't forget where I was going with this. Christmas Carol, write, rewrite. Uh, oh, Simple Rebellion. Okay. So, uh, we we, this, a Simple Rebellion, which was, you know. Uh, classic and I guess the question here folks is and it's a sort of a bigger question for the audience as well as for Chris I I don't have a point of view that's locked in yet right well, remember update their work right work because of history because of history into, should you update it because events change right and you're you were not sure that the answer should be yes. And my uh, position was when something changes so drastically that it cannot be unseen, then you have to, you have to deal with the elephant in the room. So should we be glad or in this case, Orwell, so should Orwell be glad he's not alive? Cause he'd really have to take another look at 1984. Well, you know, you could just there's a thing you change the title right 2020 2021 <laughs> there you go and and we've and and people have said that about that book uh 400 different years you know yeah. we, we, we've talked about it again and again and again um it's not to make it if as long as as it's not to make it current and not to make it but if um if i had written a story that took place, say, when, when I was in college. Mm -hmm. right? And I, if I had written a story, uh, a beautiful romance that took place in 2020, and I wrote it in, oh God, what was it, the early 80s, I was in college. And uh, it was going to be uh, the guy is going to ask her to marry him. At the restaurant at the top of the world. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, on the top of the World Trade Center. Yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. Oh, oh wait. It, it's supposed to take place in 2020, and you want to be at the top of the World Trade? Nah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be grabbing some air. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I'm not trying to make light of 9-11, but you would be forced to deal with that changed reality. Well, even 9-11... Even Almost immediately, they had shot the Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, mm -hmm. and they 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 went into special effects and removed, you know, the, the the building from some of the scenic shots because it wasn't there anymore. Well, also because it it hurts the heart. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, and yeah. this this siege that happened last week, remember? Oh, what what did we say? A uh, capital offense that happened yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, it hurt the hearts of many, many, many Americans. 
Yeah, and we're going to talk about that briefly, too. Yeah, um, we did a little so, bit. Yeah. So stay tuned, but um, yeah. goals are progressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, this by is the way, good... notice, folks, we haven't answered the question about whether you should or shouldn't. It's it's there. And we'd love well, to I... think of that. So go and, ahead. And I think and I think that the answer for creatives is that most of the time creatives don't know yeah. whether they should do what they're doing, but they feel compelled to do it. That's you the creative ask the question. Yeah, you can got to ask, ask the question. Got to ask the question. And I'll ask the question or each step of the way. And when I'm finished, I'll still look and say, well, do I push the button and make this the version or what am I missing? But that they're, they're, they're waking me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to the hashtag part of our uh, episode. Hashtag Marvel. Hashtag Disney Plus. Oh. Hashtag WandaVision. Yes, okay. You saw it. I didn't talk to me. All right. So um, this was supposed to be the third or fourth series to come out mm -hmm. before COVID changed the world. Right? Um, and they, they looked at what was done, and, and that happened to be nearest completion that was in uh, post-production. Um, so it became the first one. And Marvel had to have this... I wish I was in the room for this conversation. Because the conversation had to go, wait a minute, we're going to premiere on Disney Plus with WandaVision? <laughs> we're not going to ease them in with something more straightforward like Loki uh, in multiple timelines or whatever? Uh, multiverse or uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier thriller that we'd still be on some uh, familiar ground. Now we're going this way. And to their credit, they said, hell yes. <laughs> and they said, we're ready to be weird. And and WandaVision is in in a multitude of wonderful ways. Okay? It's going to be weirder for the younger audience than for people like you and me. There are no people like you and me. That's true. <laughs> it's just us. That's it, baby. That's yeah. it. Audience of two. Yeah. <laughs> so, the reason I say that is because we're going to be, we're, and I did, and, and the goddess did, the guys really enjoyed it. Um, and you're going to. We're going to recognize all the visual visual cues and tributes and nods of the head that they're doing, especially in these first three uh, episodes. There are nine. We were originally told eight. There are nine episodes. And the, uh, the belief is that it's three like this and three kind of something else. And the last three are the most recognizable as Avenger, Avengers type of action. But mm. we'll see if that's true or not. But you don't have to know. You, have, you don't have to have spent even one hour in TV land to understand they're in some kind of other bubble. 
you and I recognize where they're coming, it might deepen the story for us. And maybe others, maybe other young people have seen some of these things. In reruns, uh, yes, indicated. Yeah, it, it passed the Tyler test, because Tyler looked and said, what was that? And he named a couple of shows. I said, yeah, 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 good, good, good. So um, he had learned it secondhand from friends or something. <laughs> um, but they, they went out of their way to produce those episodes. The first two were in black and white uh, uh, for most of it. And um, they used that, one, as a tribute to the old ways. The, it looks the way the old shows look, it sounds the way the old shows sound, but it's also used as foreshadowing. Mm. You know, because especially if you're coming into it as an MCU fan, you've seen these two in action. Not for a lot. Uh, apparently, Wanda has 20 minutes of screen time in the MCU. Total. Well, that's, that's what, um, um, hang on. Let me do this now. It's uh, <clears throat> it's the the two Avengers movies. It's Ultron and it's, Ultron, uh, on. and it's the one with um, not Endgame. It's the one before that. Yeah, she's. We see we see her in uh, Ultron. We right. see her in Civil War. Civil War. That's what I'm thinking of. That's the Captain America Civil War. We right. see her in Infinity War, and we see in Endgame. Um, oh, see, that's 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 one more than I remembered. Yes, yeah, but yeah. but actual screen time, total is twenty minutes, is about twenty minutes, and the vision has le- more or less around that time. So we're getting to see a lot more of them. But from what we've seen, we immediately recognize something's off. So. From the get, from the very opening of this, you know, TV land type of presentation, it's, there's an odd tenseness. And then some little dialogue ratchets that up. And then a couple of little things that happen ratchet that up. And I was watching someone's commentary on it. And, and this one guy's point was, if you listen to the canned laugh track, it laughs at things that aren't funny. And it was an interesting writer's question. This is not mine, I have second hand, I'm sorry. Um, is that, I guess it's from Kevin Smith's uh, show. Um, is that the writers doing that on purpose to not make it as funny as the classic TV? Or was it a shortcoming of the writers they tried to make it as funny? I think it's an. I think it's the first. I think, you know, this is Wander and Vision. They're not com- comedians, you <laughs> know, so their humor is not going to be as successful. I think that once we start seeing that and see how many things are in there, there's a little dash of color that you see. There are little things that are in the background that you see that are different patterns and this and and then there's a character who's named Agnes, and and. Agnes, and they think she's Agatha Harkness, Agnes, and she drops a few lines that make you think you know who the villain is, and there's a, there's a delicious 
hangover after these two episodes, which are really short. They are like the 22-minute episodes of a, like a TV sitcom. Right, yeah. So they're, they're, it's less, you know, it's, it's like 44 minutes for the first two episodes. And the third one is going to be about, so you're only going to get, in the first three episodes, you're only going to get about an hour of storytelling. And then the stories, when they become modern, they get, the episodes get longer, which is fascinating. Um, you're, you're going to just have all of these hints. There's so much hint and so little payoff yet. There's one scene that tips the, the, the Wanda's poker hand a little bit. The hangover afterwards is fantastic because you only saw it two quick episodes, but then you start having the conversation. And isn't that why we go as nerds, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's this, was it that? So I, if you haven't seen it, give it a shot. If you were on the fence, should I Disney or should I not? And if you love the Avengers, and especially if you love the Avengers like me and this guy. Well, like I said, my son, my oldest son saw it uh, last night. What and I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it. So I will pick his brain and then I'll try and watch it later myself. Um, we got to have them on one time uh, and, and see what, what they say about stuff. Sure. <laughs> we'll have a son's show. Oh, oh, the sons. Oh, yes. I, I thought you meant Wanda and the Vision. I go, oh, yeah, we can have them on. Yeah, we can have them I would be, be kind of neat. I think they're a little busy these days. Yeah, oh, maybe. You never know. I mean, where are they going to go? Where, really, where are they going to go right now? all right so so we talked about we talked about that we talked about um uh well i'd love i'd love for anyone who watched it if they have an an opinion yeah they have a theory and we want to hear that we'll read them out yeah absolutely happy to happy to as i was reading a couple of people's opinions earlier but they weren't for our show so no we're gonna we're gonna get that yeah we're gonna get our own i mean we don't need yeah let's go okay so um, let me. Speaking of harvesting here and, and looking at our time here, let, let me harvest uh, reactions to. Um, no, I'm sorry. Let's quickly go to the siege. Uh, one of the things we want to say about yes, yeah, capital offense. Capital it, offense is right. Yeah, capital offense siege for you. So, capital offense for me. In uh, our in our last episode, we had a list of questions that would need to be answered answered to. Um, to solve problems yeah. that exist. If we're doing this as a fictional story, as a screenplay, or as a right. novel, you know, what kind of so, questions need to be answered? And so, some of those answers, a couple of those answers are coming in a very interesting way. Very interesting way. And you you brought this up, but uh, I will I will just set up for your for your firing it out again mm-hmm. by saying that you know sometimes. Sometimes, you know, when, when you realize that you're on the opposite side of a line drawn in the sand and the person standing opposite you is somebody you, you believed you knew or you have known forever, and, and that moment comes, that moment of, of faithful decision comes, we don't always know what we're going to do. And, and a number of people found themselves in that position. Yes, sir. Okay, so um, I would say, say that in the last several days since we since last we hung out the plot has thickened a bunch of our questions were answered by the fbi investigating making a multitude of arrests and knocking on many doors to let people know we see you 
online planning. Yes. Somebody watch. If that continues, that's sedition. Yeah. Right? But but the, the thing that you were alluding to that I find, again, I, you know, uh, Capital Offense ultimately is going to be a book about who or what America is and what Americans want us to be. Mm. Because now we are getting these stories where the FBI is having to deal with, I'm paraphrasing here, so, you know, I look forward to your cards and letters saying I got this wrong. Um, thousands, or 8,000, excuse me, maybe up to 8,000 tips or reports about people who were at the capital offense being reported by their own kids, their friends, and their neighbors. That puts a whole different feel on this story. I was saying that it goes from a novel or a film to a miniseries. Yeah. Right? This is HBO. Uh, what is that? Um, HBO Max. Which one? HBO what? Max. Yeah, this is HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, this is um, uh, Netflix. This is one of those where you can curse. There, there will be blood. Um, where, where, um, where a daughter, grown adult daughter, reports both of her parents providing the FBI with screenshots of their parents, her parents' social media. Well, that's that whole family. That whole family deals with that. Yeah. For the rest, for the rest of time, mm. it changes that. It changes that family forever. And, and the, the, the family, the neighbors, the friends, everyone who does Co-workers, this yep. feels compelled. How do you how do you wrestle with that? Oh my God! And well, then that, you that, really that, have to. That's that's the that's where the meat in terms of the character development, the story really is. Is what hell were these people going through? And and again, what fresh hell is this? Looking, yeah, look, Dante. Here we go again. Looking yeah, at yeah. this again, you've got people who 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 believe what they did was right. I'm not going to judge it. I mean, I have my own opinion, obviously, but they believe what they did that day was absolutely right. They felt that they had all the reasons and all the motivation necessary to validate what they did. And then the other side of that line where family members watch them build, watch the, their, their loved ones building up to this thing, mm-hmm. doing this thing, what conversations must have happened, what things weren't said, what was done. And then and in the case of some of the things that you and I have read and seen, uh, some of the family members who did or friends who did call, make that call, the, the fear that was involved, the pain, the hurt, the loss that they were feeling leading up to even before they made the call. And then, like you said, what they're dealing with after. My God, this is just, this is such a powder keg of emotions that, you know, miniseries, I don't know, we, we might be talking about a maxi here. We might, I mean, yeah. it's, folks, it sounds it, like we're making it might be. We're not. We're, we're not, but it's, you know what, the, I think we've come to the point where we think that this is the only way to discuss the heart-rending, the nation-rending um, aspects of this without 
having declared politics or having to, you know, so many of these people got duped. They got indoctrinated either by the right leaning media or the left leaning media. But it's at a point now where we can look at videotape of one gentleman (laughs) using that term loosely, beating another American with a flagpole that still has the American flag on it. Beating another American with the American flag, right? We see uh, there's a story came out now. One guy is a cop who survived. Um, he uh, he got dragged into the crowd, and they started taking all the stuff. They took his bags. They took his ammunition. They were trying for. He was wrestling, and they were trying for his gun. And the crowd was screaming, "Kill him with his own gun!" Mm-hmm. And somewhere he said, he goes, you know, I, I could have pulled out my gun and shot a few of them, but it wasn't going to get all of them. Then they would have the excuse to do what they wanted to do to me. Mm-hmm. He found himself screaming, I have kids. And a couple of people snapped out of it and circled around him or something, you know. And yeah, the answer to that. What does that say about that moment? Because I'm sorry, you know, folks listening to this and again thinking, how can you talk about this as a story? Think of every mob scene from an old Western that you have ever seen. Yeah, this is, and that's what we're talking about right here, right now. We're not, we're not talking about a story. We're talking about a million stories. Yeah, we're talking about the fabric. You know, you remember David Dinkins? Yep, yep, mayor of New York for a certain period of time. Yeah, he, he, uh, he used to say. Um, uh, he never agreed that America was a melting pot. He liked to see it as a grand mosaic. Mm. And, uh, yeah. But when that mosaic doesn't work, right? That's where, that's what we're looking at here. And what went on in the people who snapped and went the other way and said, kill him with his own gun. And the other people said, we have to protect this person. Yeah. What, how, how did that go? And, and, did they show up here together and how do they, and how do you, once you save that guy, do you stay? Can you stay? Well, what, what are you dealing with even with the others around you? Because now you've suddenly, you're no longer a part of the swarm, right? Now you're, you're, the, now now you're potentially part point. of the enemy. Yeah. You've now, you now turn that corner and what, what is being said to you? What is being done? What in you has done this, and I'm going to liken this, and I know it may, may tick people off, but we're talking about human nature here. Somewhere in that moment, those people who chose to protect that officer, and I wish other people had been protected likewise, those people who suddenly did that, are they made of the same stuff? Did the same bell go off in them that went off in the minds of the people at the Boston Marathon when those bombs went off and they went running towards the chaos to help people who had fallen. Because that was not their job. They were not in uniform. You know, those are the things. You know, there was a a black man with his, uh, this is not the Boston Marathon, it's a subway station here in New York a few years back. It's a father standing with his son. I mentioned he's a black man for a reason. His father standing with his two daughters, rather, his two young daughters, on the platform when a young white man is viciously bumped by another young white man 
knocked him onto the tracks. Why did they knock him onto the track? Because the young man who was falling was um, emotionally, mentally challenged. And the person who did the pushing or the bumping felt it was okay to mess with this kid because he's different or whatever they were thinking. But knocked him onto the tracks as a train is coming into the station. It's, it's coming out of the tunnel. And in that moment in space and time, two things happened. Bunch of people, seeing what happened, whipped out their cell phones to take pictures. At the same instance, the black man with his two daughters left the daughters there, leaped down on the tracks, and pushed the kid out of harm's way. Did he get up to save the well? Survived. They both survived. Okay? So but what's the thing? Moment, right? In that moment, it was not his friend, it was not his kid that was down there on the track. It was not anybody that he knew. And also, he did not feel compelled to pull out his cell phone and take pictures. Right. right. So, you know, so there we go back to Washington. We have this madness. And here are these people who suddenly are struck with because yeah. maybe because the cops said, I have kids. Maybe yeah. they had kids. So, again, now here's the coder things, of that. You look at these things and you oh, yeah. just like it's, you said, Chris, you see the stories. You see oh, the yeah. And and the co the coder of that story is um, the, whoever was interviewing the cop asked him, well, what did, he, you know, what did he think of the people who surrounded him? And he says, uh, well, I'd have to say thank you, but also F you for being there. Oh, geez, wow. But think of that moment and think wow. about right? Think about yeah. the complexities of what we're going on, and it's a microcosm of America. We go yeah. back to the family drama part of it where they've been seeing their, their parents or their cousin or whoever go down this, this hole of misinformation and becoming active and active, you know? And if you flip over to the FBI, they're talking about they have evidence of this being planned for months and months. And they also have video of this one guy. He was kind of streaming on his whatever, his YouTube channel, whatever his channel was, while this was going on. And he turns around, he says, and if you can't be here, if you're here, thank you for being here. But if you can't be here, send what you can to help us, help us pay bail, help us do this. He was collecting money, donations from the people who didn't show up. And they financed this for months, asking people to send money. Some of it was a get-rich scheme. Some of it was to legitimately pay airfare and uh, hotels or B&Bs or whatever they put all these people up. Just yesterday, I think it was just yesterday, they arrested a guy who was trying to get into the inauguration area. He had a fake invitation, an unlicensed weapon, and 500 rounds. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. The capital offense planning and development, sadly, is not finished. This story is, and, and again... It's fact, it's happening, it's horrendous, yes. But if we use it as a, a, um, 
as an exercise in how you handle telling stories, you know, this is this is one of those sweeping generational uh, novels about America and and finally turn it, taking that rock and turning it over and turning over. all the bugs underneath. Yeah. And how much work we still need to do to get to the idea of America. And it's not over. God bless us and, and keep us safe these next couple of days. But, or longer. Yeah. yeah I, you know, the killer is tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day. The yep. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We could use you now. I'm going to I'm going to segue from that, which is a wonderful thought and, and, and close to my heart to the fact we have a few minutes left, and I want to just uh, thank the people who reached out and answered my question. Yes, let's end on a good note. Creative query, what kind of new books, films, or TV show stories do you want to see in 2021? WandaVision, no. (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, I'm sure somebody did, and they have. Um, But, you know, I'm just going to read off something, because I don't have permission to use people's names. I'm just going to refer to... Uh, and this one's from a person, I, I, two of these are from, I think, the United States. Uh, one of them says, more lighthearted action adventure. Another one says, I'd like to see a true story unfolding in real time where angry people become less so. And we see our planet start to heal. And in this story, I'm a minor character seen in the background at airports all over the world. So obviously somebody wants to not only for good things to happen to us as human beings and the planet to, to start to heal. And, and believe me, we got some environmental things to deal with, but also pandemic is over and we can start going out there and, and meeting with other human beings and seeing other wonderful things on the planet. So that's another one. That's another. Uh, how about some films where this is another person also in the U.S. Uh, how about some films where social justice wins in the end? That's another one. Um, I thank them for that. Uh, we have this one here. Uh, oh, this is such a challenge. This one is from overseas. This is from Europe. Alex, real environment of 2020 and a fairy tale about surviving and saving the world or our neighbors. Okay. Um, let's see. There's another one. Uh, oh, this one says he'd like to see something more like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Right. Which is, oh, that's a goodie. Or on the news. <laughs> yeah, right. Or, uh, and you were right, because originally it said Marsh, but he actually meant March. So he would like to see um, the graphic novel The March translated into the language of his country, because That's it's cool. a story he would really like to read. Which country uh, so, is it? Yeah, and it says that he actually met the author. Which country? Uh, he's in Russia. Russia. Okay, there you go. All right, uh, here's one. That's the Civil Rights March. We we can get that in Russian. Come on. Yeah, well, it should be able to. Um, It says, I'd like to hear more unsung hero stories and movies that entire families can watch. It has been a real difficult thing to find present-day movies that we can watch together with our little one. So I got one more. Uh, I'd like to see a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, where the Capulets are the Upper East Side Broadway elite, and the Montagues are Lower East Side rockers. Yes, it would involve uh, music, but not necessarily be a musical. 
<laughs> so those are just those are just some of them. There's some more coming in, but those are just some of them. So Fun. I see some I see some patterns there, but you know we'll keep tallying these up, well, uh, but, and I'll report on them again. But they are saying loud and clear, they want positivity, they want escapism, they want happy endings. We haven't had happy endings in a while. Yeah. I, well, actually, if you watch Soul. That had a nice happy ending. Yes, but Soul took you on a journey. You got to pay hey, a price of admission. You didn't, you didn't say you wanted a free ride to happy ending. You said you wanted a happy ending. Well, they do say they want more lighthearted stuff. Soul, yeah. Soul is a great, great film. Yep. I think it's not getting the credit that it deserves. Um, I think it'll be remembered really, really well. Um, but, wow. it's You got to put the work in. Yep. It's, yeah, it's it. All you have to do is sit and watch, of course, and it's a delight to watch. But it tests your heart. It tests your heart. It does. And and again, I think you know people are people are talking about wanting. You know, we need we need some air. We need some air to breathe. We need some decompression. We need some good news. We need some wise leaders. We need some positivity. We need some wins. Uh, we need more humanity. My mantra for the past couple of months, uh, my hashtag has been peace, love, and laughter, you know, because uh, sometimes that's a way of decompressing and getting it back together and getting your head on straight and all of that. So, you know, we have, we have two other hashtags we like to say, you know, people over politics, comics over chaos, but now I got this one, peace, love, and laughter, please. Um, Let's 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 survive, folks. Let's take care of each other a little bit better. A little take care of ourselves a little bit better, and let's communicate. Let's listen more, read more. Knowledge is not a crutch. Okay, knowledge is support and strength and power. So let's let's try and stay open to absorb knowledge, hear knowledge, dialogue about knowledge, and be better people in the process. Hashtag love, laugh, lasagna. <laughs> We're talking about the goddess then, aren't we? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I can't go too far without thinking about her again. So. I hear you, brother. I hear you. So that's that's our episode for this week, sir. I think we have once again made made supreme effort and and certainly taken Good. people around the planet. Entertain and educate, we hope. Yes. yes. To talk. Well, at least give food for thought, you know? Yeah. Well, we, we've done, we've certainly done that, and you've been talking about food. You were talking about it before we started, and you're going to talk about it some more afterwards, and I think I'm going to go get some. So I just want to say, Chris, as always, a joy. Thank you very much. Always a joy. People, Peace, please brother. write in, comment, let us know what you think about some of the things that we said. Uh, answer the question, you know, what kind of stories would you like to see in 2021? Uh, and also let Tell us know us what you know about, about WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision or... You know, capital offense. Capital offense. That's right. Okay, folks. Chris, peace. Love and laughs. Peace, love and laughs. And lasagna. (laughs) 